In today's world, we are increasingly dependent on technology. Our business and personal lives rely on it, but as you've probably noticed, it's unreliable. They promise it'll get better, but it usually gets worse. Our computers are slow, so we end up squinting at smartphones and tablets. We live in constant fear that something's going to happen to our personal data. So we're scared into paying for fake protection that proves useless when disaster strikes. Update attacks, fake Wi-Fi, cloud control, and other industry scandals are designed to keep the money flowing. The jokers we pay to fix our stuff have no clue what they're doing, so they do a virus scan and then wipe out our precious photos. Intelligent, successful people feel intimidated by the chaos and think it's somehow their fault. If they only knew what the industry was doing to them, they'd get torches and pitchforks. If only we had someone to explain it all in plain English so we can start protecting ourselves. Oh wait, we do! It's the Computer Exorcist Podcast with your host, Mark Anthony Arena. From the Wallace Memorial microphone in my home office, overlooking the hills of western New York, it's the Computer Exorcist Podcast. It is July 12th, 2023. You know, folks, it seems like I haven't talked to you in a while. I recorded a bunch of episodes a couple weeks back and, and just plopped them on the site and let them time release themselves like aspirin. And it seems like I haven't done an episode where it's just you and me, dear listeners, so that's what we're doing today. We've got a lot to catch up on. The I've got at least 300 articles in my, in my virtual briefcase in my email that I've emailed to myself over the past year, so unless I do an episode every day, we're going to be behind for a while, huh? Well, I suppose, actually, if I do what, seven articles per episode, and I do a weekly episode, right? So that, that'd be about right. Uh, we'll see what we can do here. Maybe we can get rid of some redundant articles, and we'll we'll uh, plow through the articles we have. And, and, and you know, i got to remember, too, it's not just... Like, I'm excellent at piling the work, uh, piling, piling the work um, on myself, right? I send, I send myself these emails, and I love piling the work, and then I look at the pile, and I go, I don't want to do this. Um, so really I should remember to have a little bit of filter, take that pile with a grain of salt, right? Just do the articles that are actually poignant. Uh, so welcome to any new listeners out there. I've been doing a lot of promotion here, meeting some people on Reddit and meeting some people. Um, I, I did my, uh, my first live town hall talk. I advertised through Eventbrite and I, I broadcast it on caffeine because it's not YouTube. So thanks to any new fans who are out there. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, it's been a while. I'm here to get some articles through with you today. Uh, so happy you're joining me. And and I thought of this idea, right? You could do a listening party. Like, play my podcast for for people who are at your house. You know, I used to do viewing parties for Top Gear and, and Boston Legal with my friends where we every time a new episode came out, we'd get together in my apartment back when people were allowed to gather in each other's homes. 
uh, back before we would just sit behind our keyboards and fight with each other. Um, and we would do a viewing party. So think about doing a, a, a viewing or listening party for my show at your house. Or if you've got people in your car and they're captive in your back seat, then play an episode of my show and <laughs> force them to listen to my show. Uh, you know, I personally, I, I, I have very little time for anything, but, but when I, I'm learning how to prioritize my stuff. And, and the few podcasts I listen to, uh, for example, I, I love the Rescue and Revive podcast. You can get that at rescueandrevive.org. He's my buddy, and he's a pastor, and he's he's very passionate, right? He, he's just as passionate as I am um, about, uh, except about his own subject, which is uh, he teaches the gospel on his show. So I will just amass a bunch of episodes and then listen to all of them on a road trip, right? If I'm headed to Boston, hey, okay, great. I'll just listen to a pile of episodes. And I'll notice that too with people. Now with with my new podcast here uh, this year, I've been able to watch the numbers. And it's really interesting because I'll release an episode and the numbers for that episode aren't immediate, right? Where it looks like actually that the numbers for the past two episodes will go up first. So my interpretation is I put out a new episode, that's fine. Not everyone grabs it at, at immediately but rather people will have to catch up right and my brother even told me this he says yeah i'm catching up on your episodes so maybe people do the same thing as i do where they just catch up every month or something they just catch up on a whole pile of episodes from their favorite shows so whatever it is that's cool um i got some fan mail from james from buffalo and uh, he was asking something about Gmail and, and that sort of thing and, and VPNs, and I just told him that VPNs are utterly, utterly useless for what most people buy them for. Um, they're, they're good for certain things, but they cannot protect you against anything, and unfortunately they're being sold as such. So anyway, at the end he says, P.S. Wallace Memorial Microphone? Who was this? Maybe you can say more in your next show. <clears throat> so I told him, I should do a tribute episode someday, so I'll make a note of that. And honestly, every episode that I do on this microphone is a tribute to him. That's really what it's for, uh, and and that's what I'm using it for. Um, I inherited this microphone from him. Uh, he was my college roommate for five years, uh, and when he died around Christmas of 17, we found this microphone new in the box, and we didn't know what he was planning on doing with it. So his parents handed it to me and said, do good things with this microphone. And by golly, that's what I'm trying to do. That's this mission. Um, That's what I'm trying to do is enlighten the world um, by using this microphone, right? I mean, there's plenty of stuff out there, right? Like you can use a car just to drive to fast food, right? Or you can use a car to drive people around to important things, right? You can use anything for mundane or important tasks, So it is my mission to use this microphone to enlighten the world about what the tech industry is doing to them. And in a nutshell, um, very quickly, what I'll, what I'll say about, about my buddy Ian Wallace is he was one of the most magnificent people I've ever met. It's just that simple. One of the smartest people who's ever walked this earth. He knew about astrophysics, jazz, economics, acoustic engineering, electronics, and he had an MBA for good measure. And he taught me how to think about this industry, 
how to watch this industry to see what it is doing to us. We grew up in this industry, and we watched in its infancy how it, it clawed and, and crawled and tried to figure itself out, and now it's completely bent on controlling our every move and recording our every move and influencing our thoughts and recording our thoughts and so on and so forth. So he just taught me to, to keep a skeptical eye on this industry in an ethical way. But we did have a ton of fun with the technology. We learned a lot. We took apart a lot of stuff. We bought stuff. We collected stuff. We had fun back when technology was fun. Um, so that's who this microphone memorializes. And he was just humble, generous, funny guy. And in my eulogy for him at the end, I said... He was James Bond, Denny Crane, both the Blues Brothers, and Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock all rolled into one. And that's that's just how I could describe him. So I know a lot of his friends and family listen. Um, so yeah, we're going to keep going here to make you guys proud. And we're going to keep using this microphone to teach the world just like he taught me, and just like a ton of you out there have taught me a lot of things. I've learned from a lot of you. Ha! <sighs> All right, y'all want to do some articles? Today, I'd like to call this episode Dispelling Myths, because that's what we're doing here. I mean, we do it on every episode, but there, there's a lot of garbage here. Uh, these particular articles are, you know, everything in my industry is myth, rumor, legend, misconception and hearsay but these particular articles that i picked out today i looked at them and i said all right what are what do all these articles have in common okay they're all about myths and we are going to dispel them so um and and side note i'll probably say this at the end but check out my website to learn more about me thecomputerexorcist.com buy my book for everyone you know if you haven't done that yet and if you know any young people who don't know what to do with their lives, then you can send them to becomeanexorcist.com. And that is my funnel page uh, where I explain that I will teach you about technology and I will teach you how to run your own small business and start your own small business. I also have a recommendations document on my snarky recommendations page that has all my unfiltered recommendations, right? So the page has a small group of my recommendations, but you can buy the document for 100 bucks, and it has all my recommendations for all the brands and models I've ever dealt with. So that is my raw, unfiltered opinion on those things, and it will save you a lot of money, so it's worth it, I believe. So let's dig into some articles here. Here we go, folks. Um... This one is from December of 20, and it's from ChromeUnboxed.com. Millions of users have had their data stolen by these 15 Chrome extensions. Remove them right now. Malicious extensions in the news again? Google removed over 500 malicious extensions from the Chrome Web Store. Um, now, according to Avast, there exists 15 more that users should uninstall. They're mostly geared toward Facebook and Instagram users and they are instead redirecting users to traffic ads and phishing sites, right? And collecting your personal data. But they're also collecting your browsing data and they have the ability to directly plop malware in your computer. Avast researchers say they believe the extension developers ran the campaign to hijack user traffic for monetary gains. I guess that's it's supposed to be singular, but monetary gain, saying that for every redirection to a third-party domain, the cyber criminals receive a payment. And I've seen this forever, even before toolbars, right? There was something called a rootkit that would just redirect your web browser randomly. It would hide in the basement of your computer and redirect you. 
and always plop you in a Norton website. Oh, you got to buy Norton. And people don't know how it got there. They just, I don't know. My computer took me here. I don't know. You know, we wouldn't accept this behavior in the real world. We wouldn't accept this behavior if our car randomly plopped us off at, at some store and told us to go here, right? Although we are we are inching closer to that. If you notice on Google Maps, uh, 7-Eleven and Chevy <clears throat> dealerships always show up now for no reason on Google Maps. But anyway, <clears throat> so our hypothesis is that either extensions were deliberately created with the malware or the author waited for the extensions to become popular and then pushed an update containing with the malware. And that's actually a good observation. Craziest part is that most of these extensions can still be downloaded. Of course, because the app store is a scam, right? App stores are scams. App stores are scams. App stores are evil monopolies that the publishers set up. So Apple or Google App Store and the Microsoft App Store is utterly useless. Um, it's a scam that makes you think they're somehow filtering the apps and approving the authors and vetting the authors and protecting you. But in reality, an app store is a scam that excludes good authors and overanalyzes the good authors and ruins their lives or kicks them out or whatever, but then allows bad authors to do whatever they want to you and plot malicious stuff in there. So an app store is a scam. It's an industry-wide legalized scam where Apple or Google or Microsoft or whoever lulls you into thinking they're protecting you. But in reality, they do no such thing. Remember, every Christmas I do an episode... Right? Like the Star Wars Christmas episode where I always say, hey, there's a, always a fake app in the Apple iPhone app store that makes you think it's for Amazon Alexa because you get an Alexa under your Christmas tree or under your Hanukkah candles and you want to, oh, I'm going to hook up my Alexa. And you go in the Apple app store and there's an imposter and you click on it and download it and it ruins your life. So that's, you know, every Christmas that happens and Apple can't protect anyone against anything because app stores can't protect you against anything. They are scams. You should be able to go directly to a trusted author and download whatever the heck you want without Apple or Google coming in and claiming they're protecting you when in reality they're just trying to get a cut, right? And we, we did a past episode about the Apple versus Epic lawsuit where Epic was making billions of dollars and Apple was trying to take 30% of everything they made, simply because they had this evil app store. Anyway, uh, the craziest part is most of these extensions can still be downloaded, and since Avast made Google aware of the issue, only a few of them have been removed, right? So even if Avast, which is a big company, they're actually scummy themselves, even they told Google and Google just laughed at them, because Google's purpose in life is to stonewall people and ignore them and allow injustices. Uh, they are currently investigating each. This is not okay. Extensions have long since been the weak link in Chrome. It's, o it's only real security vulnerability. And they put an apostrophe there that doesn't belong there. ITS is the possessive. ITS, only it's only real security vulnerability. Okay, I crossed out the apostrophe. Um, to be fair, it's difficult to control the experience when there's so much input from third parties and the Chrome Web Store feels like it's the Wild West. Right, And that's hilarious because the whole point of an app store, the Chrome Web Store or any other app store, the whole point was there was a sheriff in town to protect you. right? But in this industry, anything claiming to protect will fail to protect. Anything, it's guaranteed, anything that claims to protect you will fail to protect you because it's always reactionary protection. 
In reality, you should go to the author's website directly and use your own human sense because that's the only thing that's, that's right and good. Anyway, Google's doing a ton of work to change that, including the creation of a seal of approval. Oh, yeah, a sticker. That's going to help us, right? Like during COVID, Taco Bell invented a sticker that they put when they wrap the paper around your taco. Oh, it's a sticker. I feel good. If someone sneezed on my taco and then wrapped it and put a sticker on it, I'm protected, right? Stickers protect you. No, 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 no. There's no doubt these issues may persist long after the new year, so we'll have to see what other creative solutions Google can come up with to wrangle extensions into submission. I would vote that we simply get rid of them entirely to solve the problem, but many extensions like Honey and Toby and UBlock and more do some real good for Chrome users. No, that's wrong. Honey is actually legalized spyware. Honey is legalized spyware. So is the Capital One spyware. It's legalized spyware. They dangle a penny in front of you. Oh, I just made three cents. But then they record all of your behavior and sell it to people. Honey is spyware. All right, so here's the deal. Um, you can type Chrome colon slash slash extensions, uh, and 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 you can in your Chrome right if you if you're in, if you have Chrome. By the way, you also want to go to settings and tell it not to allow Chrome sign in because that's a scam where Google harvests your information. Uh, but anyway, Chrome colons forward slash forward slash extensions, and you can delete any extensions you see, because I actually tend to agree with the author, where extensions are all useless. There is no real use for extensions for normal consumers. Even power users like myself, I might use one once a year or something, but there's a lot of people, oh, I need extensions, I was told I need an extension. I, there's a Pinterest extension and I need it to go to Pinterest website. No, you never need an extension, ever, 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 ever. You never need one. It's a scam, and it doesn't, you know, not having one, it's totally fine. You can still go to the website, right? Uh, if you if you lack it, that doesn't mean you're not allowed to go to the website. So here's my quick take on this. Yeah, I mean, they, they list a, a list of current ones that they found. Downloader for Instagram. App Store for Instagram. Uh, video downloader for Facebook. Uh, Zoomer for Instagram. And blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter, right? Not, they Every 12 seconds, the names change. So there's no point. And these jokers are out there trying to do reactionary whack-a-mole. Oh, we're going to put out an article that warns people about this week's extensions. No, all extensions are bad. All right, so Avast, I will give them credit that they're finally, 8,000 centuries later, Avast is finally admitting that, that extensions to web browsers, right, Firefox and Chrome extensions, have the potential of being malicious. Finally, 8,000 years later. Um, Avast themselves is a scummy company, okay? They give you fake protection, fake antivirus. Anything that says antivirus is totally pointless and fake. But they were actually selling, you know, how would they make money off a of free antivirus? Well, uh, they would monitor all of your behavior and then sell it through one of their subsidiaries. So that's hilarious. So uh, shame on Avast. But anyway, look, the extensions that they're talking about in this article are shady, illegal kind of extensions. But even the legal ones that we talked about, the Honey and the Capital One and the McAfee Web Advisor. And, of course, there's Secure Search Search, which is one of the nastiest, nastiest ones of all time. A lot of these extensions are legal, folks. A lot of these extensions are legal. So these antivirus companies cannot accuse them of being malicious because they are 
created by legal companies, okay? So if I'm evil, I'll make a legal company, right? Evil secretary, evil water cooler, evil boardroom, my old joke about that, and then spy on everything everyone does, okay? So again, this article is talking about the illegal extensions, but the legalized ones are the ones you see every day. Maps Galaxy is another one, right? So Honey, Capital One, Maps Galaxy... Uh, you name it. There are, you know, Norton, Safe, whatever, all those things. Utter garbage. Okay. Um, that's that story. Um, here's another myth. I got a letter in the mail from Rochester uh, Gas and Electric, which is my electric company. And and by the way, uh, side note: there's a new phone scam going around where evil people claim to be your power company or your cable company, and they claim to give you. Uh, refunds, which is hilarious, right? Because everyone's infuriated with his cable company and, and all that. So anyway, we'll do an episode in the future where I torment some of those phone scammers. Anyway, um, Roger Gas and Electric sent me a postcard begging me desperately um, to use, oh, you need a smart thermostat in your house, a simple way to save energy. Sign up with our genie smart savings and get a Google Nest thermostat. One small change can make a world of difference. Kick off Earth Month. Wasn't it Earth Day? Why is it Earth Month now? Kick off Earth Month. I want my own month. I want Mark Anthony Arena Month. Everyone else is getting a month. Why can't I have my own month? I do more for the Earth than a lot of these people. All right, kick off Earth Month, or maybe Earth Year, with a Nest thermostat for as low as $0. Smart savings awards while supplies last. You can control it from your phone to stay comfortable in every season. And track the energy. Dangle, dangle, dangle. They are dangling some little tiny convenience in front of you and dangling a couple pennies in front of you. But if you remember, folks, if some of you out there have memory that's better than a goldfish, if you remember a couple months ago they sent me a postcard that said, Oh, yeah, we're going to give you a smart thermostat, and don't worry, we'll just lower it a couple degrees when we need to. Just get your foot in the door. Get your foot in the door, right? Dangle conveniences in front of people, okay? So this is a myth. This is a scam, really. It's not a myth. It's a scam. But I wrote myth on it. You know, the myth here is that it's somehow good for you. But in reality, they dangle some little stupid convenience because all scams, right, all scams focus on tempting you with something that that you think you, oh, I want a convenience. I want to be able to control my thermostat from home, from outside of my home. But in reality, it's them controlling you. It's, what do they call it? What was the, the Wicked Witch and Hansel and Gretel when she lured them into her oven? And, or, and Remember that one? Wasn't, wasn't that what that was all about? Right? I'm going to lure you in. That's what's going on here, folks. That's what's going on. we got to read those nursery rhymes again. Because apparently no one's reading them and no one's learning their lessons. So again, if you get a smart thermostat, it's not controlled by you. It's controlled by Google. It's controlled by your power company. And it will be controlled by your government. And they made a little mistake there a couple months ago sending out that little postcard a little too early, right? Because they didn't get us hooked just yet. They need to be a little more patient to get us all hooked. And then, oh, yeah, we're going to lower your thermostat whenever we want to. It's just a couple of degrees. And it said that. It said that in the postcard. It's just a couple of degrees. 
where was I even going with this? I don't even know. Just resist anything that says cloud control because you give up your control. You give up your control. Okay, don't give it up so easily. Don't walk into the evil witch's oven, folks. Okay? I'm here on the Wallace Memorial microphone trying to enlighten some people, so I hope y'all are telling your friends, huh? <sighs> what are we going to do next? Let's see here. All right, let's do one last one. And this is the Smart Meter Guard. EMF Shielding Solutions. Smart Meter Guard is 20 years experience in working with RF systems with knowledge in RF measuring and RF shielding design. Alright, so this is a blatant, it's a myth, it's a giant myth, but it's a giant scam as well. Okay, and a client gave me this thing, okay, so smartmeterguard.com, Wi-Fi router guard. Thanks for purchasing the router guard designed to block radio frequency waves emitting from your router. Wi-Fi routers emit RF in all directions in your whole house. It'll block 85 to 90% of the radio frequency that your router emits all day and night. So you don't need to turn your power off every night. Simply open the lid and fold the antennas down and place the router, run the wires and the cable and slot and you're done, that's easy. Once your router is in the router guard, you're now shielded from the RF while you're still able to use your router. If you experience a weak signal, just open the lid an inch or two. Alright, so this is a horrific, horrific, destructive, destructive scam. Smartmeterguard.com is a legalized scam, okay? This is a scam based on misconception, okay? And it reminds me of those little stickers that you plop on your cell phone and it says, it'll block you from 5G. It's a sticker. It's a $40 piece of plastic. It doesn't block you from all of the radio waves that are around you in your city. How if, if a $40 sticker could protect me from all the radio waves in my city, that would be a miracle. It's impossible. So very similar scam here, folks. Okay, this is a blatant scam. This is a blatant scam, and I dare them to, to defend themselves on this. So notice how, I mean, they didn't lie, right? So you can't claim it's a scam legally. It's a moral scam. They didn't lie. The, this, this router guard, it's a metal cage that you put your router in. And yes, it'll do, this particular one will do what it says. It will block the radio frequency coming out of your router. All right? It will do that. But here's the clincher, folks. Here's the rub. Here's the whatever you want to call it. You need those radio waves. You don't want to muffle your router. That's what you're doing is muffling your router. And most people have fake Wi-Fi that's already muffled anyways. If you have the fake rental Wi-Fi that's coming from your, your cable company, then your router's already muffled by 90%. All right, so here's the deal. If you buy this little cage, yes, it'll do what's promised. It will muffle your wireless router signal by 85 to 90% of the radio frequency. But guess what? That's very destructive. That's not supposed to happen. Okay, that's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to muffle your router. What if I was a teacher and I came over to your house and they said, quick, you better shove Mark into the closet and put duct tape on his face to muffle him. You, you wouldn't be able to hear me, would you? It's the same thing with the router. If you have a wireless router, you need it to function. 
right? Most people call me because the router isn't strong enough. Why would you get a cage and put a router in your cage that defeats its purpose? I, I can't say this any more clearly. I, my exasperation is incredible with this one. All right, so they're making, what, 50 bucks or whatever it is off of this thing. It's a metal cage that damages your product. It hinders your product. It crimps your product, right? It, it hinders the product that, that needs to function, right? That's, it's, it's really simple, right? It's like, what if we just bought a cork and I sold you a cork for 50 bucks and you shoved it in your water faucet in your house and then you wondered why you weren't getting any water? Look, folks, wireless radio emissions in your house are weak, okay? They only go, they're only two amps or one amp, something like that. And they're, they're just, what, one watt, maybe maximum one watt. And they don't go beyond your house, all right? What you should be worried about is the uh, fifth generation cell towers that Verizon is slapping all over these big cities, right? Because it's that new frequency that could possibly allegedly cook people. I'm not a doctor, but, but you need to be worried about stuff like that, um, where it's extremely high-powered stuff. Uh, this is very low-powered stuff. It needs to be there, right? So this is like the equivalent of a light bulb as far as the radiation it puts out there, give or take. And why would, oh, yeah, we're going to do a, a light bulb guard, and I'm going to sell you duct tape for $60, and you can wrap the duct tape on all your light bulbs in your house. That's the analogy I was looking for. Thank you, Mark's brain. That's the analogy I was looking for. Yeah, we're going to have a... Uh, it's going to protect you from all the radio frequency and the electromagnetic spectrum frequency that your light bulb gives out, right? So sure, yeah, I can sell you a, a roll of duct tape for 60 bucks, and I, it'll do what it promises to do. It will, it will limit the amount of light coming out of your light bulb, but do you want that? No, no, you don't. It's counterproductive. All right, so if you have friends who bought a little cage to put their router in, they're muffling their cage for no reason. It doesn't protect you from anything. I mean, if you really want to, you can unplug it while you're sleeping. Great, because you're not using it. Great. Um, but why would you buy something that muffles your router? Again, it's like duct tape in your light bulb. Why would you do that? idiots and they're making billions and here i am struggling and working my tail off to protect people and these people are making millions i'm sure shame on you smart meter guard shame on you for selling a product that people do not need and beyond that that damages people's products and hinders them shame on you you are harming the environment by making products that nobody needs why don't you do something productive with your lives like protecting people from scammers? That's the show today. Visit becomeanexorcist.com if, if you know any young people who don't know what to do with their lives or if you're sick of your day job, I can teach you how to do this on the side. You can protect people from technology. Also, um, coming very soon, we're going to talk about that call blocker. Uh, I, I announced it years ago. It's been on the back burner for a few years. It's called onlyyoucancallme.com. And it's a call blocker, and I've actually made some great progress on that. So very soon I'll make an announcement on that. We're going to start blocking scam calls on your landline. And it's glorious, and it's perfect, and it actually works, unlike a lot of the harebrained solutions that are currently out there. 
Mark Anthony Arena here, thecomputerexorcist.com. Buy my book for everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about the show. I hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. Oh,